Xin chào. Chúng bệnh số. Mẹ gà là bà. Ní hào. Selamat siang. Sabai đi tuần sau. Assalamualaikum. Tuadi. Selamat pagi. Magandang umaga. Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go! Good morning. This is Granger Whitelaw with Lotus Talks. Monday morning. I hope you guys are all doing well today. February 17th, 2020. Wow, the time is flying already. So today, um, for Monday morning coffee, um, I want to talk about something affecting everybody in Southeast Asia and certainly here in Vietnam. Um, I have not wanted to touch the subject of coronavirus. But it's definitely something that we need to talk about because it affects business. This is a business podcast, and it could have a great effect on all of us. Uh, the coronavirus, as everybody knows, has been spreading since December. Um, it started in China. And when China gets a cold, everybody gets a cold, as my friend Keith says. Keith Schultz is here with me today. Keith, good morning. Hi, Granger. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Great. Yeah, you got your coffee. You're ready to go. Ready. <laughs> so, um, you know, data shows that 90% of all the active businesses in China are located in the impacted region. So 19 provinces, um, I guess down in Bradstreet says the uh, firmographic data, roughly 70% of those businesses in the impacted region are micro businesses. Uh, those are with less than 10 employees. And 19% are small businesses. And the rest are larger businesses with 100 or more employees. The interruptions are causing a tremendous amount of impact for China right now, as we all know. And it will impact our supply chain in Vietnam, which is kind of what I want to focus on today with you, since you, well, you deal a lot in supply chain in, in the region. Yeah, I do. Uh, we have a manufacturing plant just south of Ho Chi Minh City. And uh, we export about 65% of our product to uh, 15 markets around Asia. Um, you know, we're uh, only sourcing a few materials uh, in China. And so the immediate and direct impact uh, won't be so significant. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's different than a lot of Vietnamese manufacturers. Uh, I read that uh, 46% of inputs for manufacturing in Vietnam are directly sourced from China. And so there'll be uh, an immediate and urgent uh, requirement to sure. address those with secondary sources or find backup supplies uh, yeah. outside of China. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't believe now that there are any unaffected provinces in China from a business perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, they really, they say that the um, majority of all employment and sales volume, nearly 90% of the businesses are located in that area in China and the extending areas now that uh, are seeing the coronavirus. So it really is everywhere. And 
And as we know, it's been spreading to other parts of the region slowly. I mean, you know, Thailand has 50 cases, I think, and South Korea, like 35, and Japan. And and, um, so as you look at secondary markets, you know, you kind of want to keep an eye on that as well. Hmm. But uh, it it certainly is um, the vast majority concentrated in that impacted region. Industries that are impacted, 80% of the businesses within the impacted province include services, so personal and business, wholesale trade, manufacturing, retail, and, of course, financial services. As we saw, Hong Kong shut down a whole building, a bank last week, right? Because mm-hmm. somebody on yeah. some floor was infected. That's yeah. a scary thing, right? You're, you're in your building and somebody on some floor gets infected and the whole building evacuates. Right. Uh, it could have nothing to do with uh, sourcing uh, or Chinese sales, but there you go. You're out of business yeah. for the time being. So there's about 49,000 businesses operating in the region uh, that are branches or subsidiaries of companies headquartered elsewhere. Uh, companies from USA, Japan, Germany, UK, Switzerland. Big impact globally, right? It's a big impact globally. And certainly, um, you know, the 17,000 corporate headquarters on the ground in Ground Zero in Hubei have experienced huge disruptions in their business. Yeah, yeah. And we have sales operations in uh, Shanghai, which are uh, well outside of the impacted zone. But um, our businesses, our business and our distributors across China are paralyzed. So even if we're ready to open up, um, the supply routes are closed. Uh, distributors aren't getting their employees back out of areas that are under quarantine. Sure. And so I think indirectly, uh, you know, all of China um, now is going to uh, experience a significantly increasing downturn. Yeah. I mean, they did, what, $27 trillion in 2019 in business yeah. GDP? $27 trillion. U.S. GDP was only $21.4 trillion. I mean, massive market, right? Yeah. And you know, as you see, like you said, the disruption in secondary supply chains recovery is going to be long and it's going to be difficult, right? So you have to look at the first things, right? The first impact is the downturn in Chinese demand, right? You contain travel, you contain the implementation of quarantine zones, trade is being disputed, normal demand patterns are disputed and, 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 and disrupted completely. So the first big thing is demand. Demand is going to be massively affected, which affects us all. Yeah, uh, it will if your business is dependent on growth in China, which most are. But I think uh, where countries like Vietnam uh, are going to be uh, impacted is really in that uh, sourcing function. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because even if your suppliers are up and running and okay today, their employees and their productivity are certainly jeopardized even when they can start up. Plus the inputs for those businesses, the raw materials are somehow impacted. Uh, And so there's the knock-on effect that we'll start to see in the second quarter. Well, you know, you you just got back from doing a Harvard uh, week or two looking at business models and you study business models and, and you have a big responsibility. And if you look at supplier disruption, if you look back at the Thailand floods years ago and you mm. lived in Bangkok, right? 
And what Ford, you know, you take a page from history, Ford really learned that they didn't know who their suppliers were. Mm-hmm. So that uh, tier one and tier two suppliers, right? If you don't know who your suppliers are and your main supplier goes down, you have a problem, right? So, you know, if I'm a business right now, I'm thinking I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah, okay, now I want to look at other suppliers, but do I even know who my suppliers are? Do I know where to look for supply, right, for my products? Where are those secondary markets? Can my wholesaler fulfill or not? I mean, that's a big issue that Ford learned critically years ago. Were you there during the time? Uh, It's funny you mentioned that because I was uh, running an auto parts company making custom molded rubber for brakes. So this is a critical part, although it wasn't a safety functional part. But we were the sole supplier on uh, 33% of all new car sales in the U.S., and we were tier three or tier four, but Ford, GM, Chrysler, they had no idea where we were or exactly. uh, had any ability to replace that custom molded rubber. And so when they did find out uh, days later, it came down the supply chain that they weren't going to get these parts as our factory was two meters underwater for six weeks. And um, they rented (laughs) helicopters and uh, choppered out these big 400-kilogram rubber molds, big plates. So we could move that and our raw materials uh, to produce uh, in Thailand but outside of our factory Mm -hmm. and bend some of the OE supply rules to keep the production in Detroit, uh, Matamoros, uh, South Carolina, up and running. Because our little six-cent rubber part would have shut down the whole thing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And that's exactly what Ford experienced, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, the whole line went down. A whole One of their top-selling brands stopped because of that uh, supply disruption. Yeah, and I don't think people really learned their lesson because it's first, it's costly to dual source and to go to other... Uh, locations and retool the, mm-hmm. a lot of the monies in the tooling. Yeah, the tooling. But they learned a lot more in Fukushima, and that's where the automotive supply chain really got hit uh, in Japan, but elsewhere as well. Um, and so, probably because of the shutdown in that province after uh, the tsunami and the radioactive zone was enforced, <laughs> the um, idea of extra cost to bolster, you know, the robust uh, amount of supply mm-hmm. outside of a single low-cost source uh, was better established. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll see with China because this has never happened to this degree in China. When SARS came about, uh, China was the source for t-shirts and tennis shoes and not much else. Right. Uh, and now it's a whole different game. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I know um, certainly we were, I, I was at a meeting that you were attending uh, and I think Amanda Rasmussen, uh, the AmCham event, uh, she was chairing and doing a great job um, and talking about, we were talking about the ports. You know, I always say the ports, the ports shut down, you can't get stuff out of Vietnam, but you know, the ports were open then. Now the ports really are closed. So you have no rail, no bus, no truck, no mm. no, no boat. Uh, I mean, it really is disruptive. And, and I don't know if it was you or someone made a comment. Yeah, and, and, and the truck drivers won't drive into China 
because they're scared that they're going to get contaminated or have to do a, an automatic 14-day quarantine. Were mm-hmm. you saying that? Yeah. I mean, that's a great point, right? So the ripple effect of that from the economy is, is, is going to be, um, I think, uh, dramatic over the next uh, quarter. Yeah, and I'm not sure we know yet how far the ripples extend yeah. and how many alternative sources would be available in the short run, uh, given customized tooling and other intellectual property issues that now is captive in China, often mm-hmm. as a sole source, where this uh, was difficult to anticipate. You yeah. know, if the premise is true that all uh, provinces in China are indirectly impacted. Yeah. IP, tech transfer. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, I don't want to be doom and gloom on Monday morning uh, today. I think there is a, a lot of opportunity here for people um, to think about how they can look to restructure their business now and really be thoughtful about it. Uh, maybe take a little bit of risk, but, you know, an opportunity to be able to stretch your legs and, and figure out a way to grow your business in a different way than you hadn't before. And, uh, um you know, I think out of uh, difficult times, great things come sometimes as well. So, yeah, yeah, we're looking um, at uh, markets that aren't impacted on the demand side as much, and accelerating our promotions and product launches that we cool. have for that. If some of our bigger competitors are painting Asia with a broad brush, right. I think we can find some opportunities in that where. Uh, spending will really be pulled back. Um, people will guard their cash flow and a lot of uh, marketing OPEX across Asia would be treated with the same way and we'll try to be a little bit more pinpoint than that. Sure, sure. Hey, Keith, I'd love to have you back Friday for uh, Friday Notes. I, I think it would be great to hear you talk about Motul and uh, VLoob and what you guys are doing uh, to kind of build your business here in Southeast Asia, regardless of this uh, coronavirus episode that we're going through. In general, if you'd, uh, if you'd like to come, I'd love to have you. I'd love to come back. I will be one of the few people traveling around Asia this week, uh, Thailand a little bit later in the week, yeah. but be happy to come back and join you. And wash your hands, as I always say, wash your hands and, and wear your mask. Everybody out there, uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed Monday Morning Coffee. Think about, yeah, I know you're all thinking about this, uh, kind of silly you can say it, but think about some of the things that Keith mentioned. Look at history. Look at what happened with Ford and, and Keith, your story about the your supply chain, the tier three and four manufacturers. If you don't know who they are, your suppliers, definitely, definitely put together a list and figure out who they are and um, and try to figure out how you can apply some of this to uh, to grow your business this next year. We'll talk to you on Friday. This is Granger Whitelaw, Lotus Talks. Keith, say thanks so much, and we'll see you Friday. Thanks, Granger. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for the Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature the Lotus blog and podcasts. Until next time, the Lotus Talks. See you soon.